Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen, along with Mr. Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? I'm okay, Terry. Just dealing with a lot of snow out here in the uh, D.C. area. How about you? Oh, should I tell you what kind of weather we're having here? I, I know it's beautiful out there. <laughs> I know it is nice out there in Vegas, yes. Sunny, probably mid-60s, really nice, yes. Wow. <laughs> so Not jealous right now. Not even a leaf on the tree is blowing. <laughs> If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Click on Jonathan Fritzen's picture. That will bring you into BlogTalkRadio.com. Scroll down and you will see the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. And let me welcome a couple of guests in the chat room. Welcome to the show. All right. So we, Mike and I, are excited to have Mr. Jonathan Fritzen back on the show. He has a brand new CD called Fritz and Nice, and it is a nice one. Welcome back, Jonathan. Thank you, Jazz Queen. Mike, good to talk with you guys again. It's become like a tradition. Every album we get together and have a fun, a nice chat, and it's always great. So thanks for uh-huh. having me on the show. Well, we always love you, Jonathan. To have you. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, we love you. So, you know, we've been with you since day, since Lovebirds. And so, yeah, definitely. You guys have been, like, supporting me from the very beginning. And that, that means, you know, so much. You've been, you've been with on the entire journey, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, like I said, we love you. And I'm really excited for you about this new CD, Fritz and Nice. Congratulations to you on that. Um, I also want to... Uh, Say hello to Peggy from Ohio. She is a fan. She called in 13 minutes early to talk to Jonathan. Hi, Peggy. Hello. How are hey, you? Peggy. Thanks for calling in. You're very welcome. I have loved your music since I heard that very first song on my jazz channel on my cable television show. It caught my ear, and I was absolutely captivated. It was called Temple of Dreams. Mm, and wow. after I heard it, I went to the Internet to try to find your work because I had never heard of you before. And you, I think you had you had a couple of albums out by then. And so it took me a while to find your albums. And I bought every one that you've ever put out, and I just bought your recent mm-hmm. one. Whoa, thank Great. you so much, wow. Peggy. And I tell you, Temple of Dreams was actually the very first song on the very first record I ever made. So you've also been with me from the journey and the start of the journey back in 2008. So, yeah, it's been well, seven I was years. A, I was a little late to the journey. You already had, I think, maybe VIP out by that time. I just happened to be listening to the channel and happened to hear this song and tracked you down. And so I've been mm-hmm. with you ever since that second album. But I immediately wow. bought your album and buy them all. Oh, I really appreciate that support. And, and thank you for enjoying the album after album and you know following my, my growth. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I have one question for you, and then I will 
hang up and just listen on my computer. I was just curious as to, when, as you were a young man growing up, who your musical influences were. That is, um, let me see, the show is only an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that many. <laughs> you know, Peggy, it's, um, you know, I was born in the 80s, and I think a lot of people that grew up um like, you know, when I was in a teenager in the 90s, there was so much different music out because with all the pop music that came, you know, I'm a big fan of the Beatles, that kind of like mm-hmm. 60s music. But, so you know, all the 70s and 80s music like the, the Shaka Khans and the Michael Jacksons and the Stevie mm-hmm. Wonders, and I've been really listening to a lot of that stuff. But then there's another side of me that loves classical music and I love uh, you know more acoustic type of jazz and right now I'm listening to a lot of club music you know so you can see the the list goes on and on and I one thing I really find interesting in music when I write and compose is to take something from another genre and try to make it sound very different like I could take something from um, a classical composition and I would turn it into a funky groove, but it comes from maybe something that was inspired by Mozart. And that can mm-hmm. sound really weird, but that's what I like to do creatively, is to take something and twist it in, and you know, it comes out something totally different on the other side. So, Well, that is probably why I am so spellbound by your music, because my grandfather and father introduced me to jazz and big band, and I've always loved it. My grandmother liked blues and country and gospel. My mother liked opera and classical music and Broadway music. And I've grown up with all of those people that you mentioned. So I really like all kinds of music. That's that's cool. I mean, that's what music is about. I just love music. Music is about, I think, you know, it's not about genres. It's it's not about styles. Good music no. is good music, no matter what. So absolutely, absolutely, and Wonderful. perhaps that is what's so appealing about yours is you have elements of lots of different kinds of music in it. But I really love it. You are oh, very really cool. Talented. Thank you so much, Peggy. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're so very welcome. Well, I will let you get on with the show. Thank you for calling, calling Peggy. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. You too. Thank you, Peggy. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Jonathan, can we start with the cover of Fritz and Nyes? Because this is a hot cover. Tell me about the concept behind this. Wow. You know, making album covers is is one of my favorite parts in the uh, process. And I'm very fortunate that um, I work with an incredible designer. His name is Pele Piano. And he has piano in his name because he used to be a piano player for 20 years before he became a graphic designer. And it's so cool because he, he um, since he knows music, we always have a lot of fun, you know, hanging out. He's a good friend of mine. And he always, he's obsessed with keys, as I am. <laughs> so we always try to, you know, find cool things to do with with keys and with the album cover I mean obviously you have to see it but he had just these genius ideas of um, 
you know, having some keyboards lying on the floor that are smoking, like that I've already, you know, used them and, and they're, they're kind of, they need to be recycled <laughs> because <laughs> they've been, you know, I've been banging the key so hard or, or something like that. And, and he created that entire, um, the space I'm sitting in, he made that all in 3D. So it's a totally imaginary world that he created and he put me there and, uh, you know, we, we try, we did a lot of, uh, you know, the photo shoots can take a lot of time. We did two full days and we had over, we had almost a thousand pictures to choose from. So it's a quite a process making an album cover, and then we finally kind of came to this fritzenized thing, and um, I, I think it turned out really cool. So glad you enjoyed it as well. Oh, yeah, it's very, very nice. nice. Mm -hmm. And and, you, and you've also uh, let the fans take a journey with you during the process of this uh, CD by doing some video videos of the uh, making of the uh, CD as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I really wanted to start. Um, a video blog for this record. So I started that last fall, and it was really fun. I wish I had done more. I'm planning on making some more blogs, even though the album was already released. And, you know, showing fans even more like behind the scenes, kind of what went with, you know, stuff that went on with the project, because uh, there was so much that I wanted to share. Because I've been working on this record for over two years, so it's my biggest project to date. And it's and it's always fun to see, you know, the fans how they respond and show them kind of the making of it. And um, so I, I've been really having fun with those blogs. Okay. Yeah. Now I also um, read that you also uh, went to the fans for the name of the CD as well. Yes, and that's what's so cool about social media is. It's so easier nowadays to connect with everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to make, make my fans a part of the process for the album. And it's so uh, great to be able to throw something out and you get that instant response and you can have a dialogue. So, and so going back to the album cover, we had, we had a totally different thing going on from the first, uh, the first drafts we made. And we were going to name the CD A New Beginning, as the, the first mm -hmm. single is called. Um, but then we asked the fans, what do you think of the album and the title? We had A New Beginning, we had Fritzenized, and we had, I think we had Euphoria. And everybody was kind of getting on, you know, the Fritzenized thing. So, so, you know, we listened to the fans, and we tried some things out, and it ended up this way. And, and we're really happy about it. So thank you guys for being a part of it. Wow. Yes, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it's a really nice cover. It really is a very nice cover. I like it a lot. <clears throat> you spend now, like looking at that very, very detailed. There's some really cool details. I mean, if you look carefully, you can actually see my initials engraved in the wooden floor. So, whoever gets the CD cover, you know, take a look. There are some pretty cool, you know, secret things going on. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it. <laughs> yes, I'm looking. Okay, and then yeah, there's you can a see it very subtly. You can see like a JF there in the floor. Okay, and then there's the fire hydrant, uh, not the fire hydrant, the um, uh, fire extinguisher, extinguisher that says "hot lick cooler." <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, yeah, I see your initials. Yeah, this is a really cool cover. I see your initials here on the 
pillar, I guess that's what this is, with the statues that, that are holding keyboards on it. Yeah, this is really cool. He did a great job. He did a good job. Yeah, definitely. Good job. good job. All right, I have right. some phone calls here, so let's uh -oh. take some of these calls. Area code 727, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hey, uh, it's um, Kyle Schroeder, a young saxophone player from uh, Florida. Hi, Kyle. How are you? Good. Uh, how are Kyle. you? Good to talk with you. Thanks for calling in. How are you, my friend? No problem. I'm doing really good. Last hey. time I saw you was at the, um, was it at the, the Seabreeze, Seabreeze Jazz Fest? At the after yeah. party. We jammed. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I just have a quick question for you. Um, sure. As, like, right now I'm starting to write some of my songs and stuff, and I just wanted to know how you, like, how you get your ideas from maybe, like, uh, a melody or like a sound in your head and how you can e you em emulate that like when you're making the, the music, you know what I mean? Well, usually when I write songs, I always try to, I always write my music at the piano. Um, like very old fashioned, I would sit at the piano and write, you know, the, the melody and the chords. Because, you know, okay. I know a lot of people write their songs, they get to their computer you, they start a cool drum groove or something, or a bass groove. But I mm -hmm. always like to write very, very simple at the piano with a melody and maybe just like a bass line or some chords. Because I believe, you know, a good song, you should be able to play it very simple, just on your piano, on your guitar, on your saxophone, just the melody, and it should still, you know, be a very... Uh, there should be some kind of substance there. So I recommend just kind of writing... Uh, very simple, um, and then moving it into, you know, adding drums and bass and stuff like that. And I, I just try to, uh, you know, experiment. Like, I will try something, mm -hmm. and maybe I find something like, okay, this sounds pretty cool, but yeah, yeah. I, can't get, I, I can't get the bridge right. So maybe I'll try something different, you know. I'll change this, or maybe I'll change this. And, and just, like, never be afraid to try different things. Don't be, I mean, let the ideas come and don't be afraid to let go of some ideas because there are so many possible creative ways you can go in writing music or, you know, doing anything creatively. And I just think, you know, like being open and just kind of going with your gut feeling. I mean, because there are so many mm -hmm. people out there that can tell you like, oh, you should be writing in this style or you should do this or this. And I, and I always find like if you just go to your own kind of, you know, soul, what, what you want to, um, express with your art and that let that right. kind of guide you and be just trying to listen to that and that's usually how I feel when I do that my most inspired and creative moments uh, happen oh okay that's great thank you thanks for sharing oh of course thanks. my pleasure thank you, Kyle nice um, thank you, Kyle. thanks for having me and uh, I'll talk to you soon I really appreciate the help hope to see you sometime I'll catch you soon, Kyle. And best of luck with your music. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Talk right. soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We have a Skype caller. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Skype caller. Okay. I'll put you on mute. I'll come back to you. All right. So, Jonathan, um, tell us who is working with you on Fritz and Nice. And we got a lot of great musicians um, on board in this project. And 
Wow, there's so many to mention. Um, I would the, the few people I could just mention right from the top of my head is a lot of my um, favorite musicians from when I was growing up are on the record. I can mention uh, the second track called Euphoria features Paul Taylor, um, credible saxophone player. I mean, I know you guys know him. He's been on the show. Mm-hmm. And Paul, he was a childhood favorite artist of mine. I was listening to him when I was 13. I didn't even know it was Paul. I just fell in love with his sound. So it's really cool, you know, having him play on my record, um, you know, 20 years later, and we become good friends as well. We even actually, um, we did a jazz cruise last year, and we hosted a ping pong tournament together. So that was really cool. I was like, yeah, doing with Paul. So, and he's from Vegas. Yes. Isn't he? Yes. That's right. Next door. So, yeah, Paul Taylor is on there. We also have a Gerald Albright, incredible saxophone player. Um, we have Nils Landgren, who is one of the, Europe's most famous uh, jazz musicians. He's a, he's a cool trombone player. And um, we have uh, Hendrik Linder, a bass player who plays in uh, the band Dirty Loops. I don't, have you guys heard them? you know them? No. You should check them out. They're totally mind-blowing. They're like the biggest band right now in like musician circles. And they just have like created their own genre of music, mixing like dance music and, and jazz fusion. Dirty loops, so check them out. Okay. And the bass player from that band is on the record. And we have, you know, Alex Allen bass who played with Michael Jackson. And, mm-hmm. and we just have so many good people on this record. And I've just been so happy working with everybody on this project. They've really kind of taking my songs and brought them to another level, I think. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's take a listen um, to one of my favorites on the CD. It's called Guacamole. Um, Jonathan debuted this song last summer at the Aliante uh, Summer Jazz Series by The Pool, um, and I fell in love with this song. Yes, I fell in love with it. Tell me about Guacamole. (laughs) It was a fun gig. It was a beautiful location. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I was afraid I was going to fall in the pool when I went out in the audience <laughs> and did my guitar thing there. <laughs> I was like, I-, I need to stay, get my thing together. But that was that was fun, and um, yeah. So guacamole. So the the story behind this one is I did a tour in Nicaragua. This was many years ago, and after the shows, we would go out to the nightclubs to partying. And many songs the DJs were spinning there would have this beat to it called the reggaeton. So mm-hmm. I liked it and thought it would be cool to use it somehow. And then when I kind of wrote this song, it just fit perfectly in. So, so and then guacamole is probably my favorite thing to eat in addition to that. So, yes. so I thought it would be a good title. And um, this song features um, the Swedish trombone player Nils Langren. And I thought it would be cool to add, like, trombone, because that isn't heard so much in um, this world of music here. So I thought it could add a cool flavor to it. And, um, yeah, that's the story behind Guacamole. All right. We're talking to Jonathan Fritzen. His new CD is called Fritzenized. It's available now on JonathanFritzen.com and on Amazon. This is one of my favorites on it, Guacamole.
guacamole. I love that. I love, love, like that. love that. You know, <laughs> uh, cool. Thank you, guys. Yes, yes. All right. I have a couple of more calls for you, Jonathan. First up is Charlene. Welcome to the show, Charlene. Hi, welcome. Hi, Hi me. How are you? Hey, Charlene. How's it going? Thanks I'm for calling. Sorry. Oh, you're certainly welcome. I'm the one that always comments on your posts. Oh, I know. Thanks for being such a, appreciate everything you do and the support. It's really cool. Oh, thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. My question is for you. What really inspires you, motivates you, drives you? Because you are definitely in a class of your own, and that's one of the reasons I so adore you. Mm. Well, you know, I just, I just love being creative and and what creativity can do for you. And I really like um, experimenting, like we were talking about you know, earlier on the show here with different musical influences. And I really just try to create something from something that doesn't sound like it and take something and twist it in and, and make, it, you know, make, a, make a hard, really rocky groove turn into a ballad or... Um, I, I would maybe you know work on an aggressive sound and take that sound and do something crazy with it so it turns out like a smooth melody and just trying to be creative and try things and never be afraid to try new things and so that's kind of like been my aesthetics and I always like to write songs when I come back from a trip like I love to travel and um, I just spent actually two weeks in Southeast Asia um, I took a two-week trip there right after um, the holidays, and after that trip, I just came back and I wrote, I wrote like ten songs within two days, because I think when I'm away, and you see new things and you get new impressions, and somehow that just comes through your system, and to me, it just comes out in music. So I like to travel a lot, and I like to just try new things creatively. Excellent. What I do admire about you. Because you stand out from the rest, I so also enjoy your true passion for what you do and your unique signature. Because from listening to all the other musicians, I can always tell that this is Jonathan Fretzan. That's really cool. And I think it's all about, you know, just trying to be yourself and, and go with your instincts. Because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of musicians that come up, you know, they, 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 um, they ask me, so, you know, what should I do? What should I be doing? And I, I usually just tell them, you know, go with your instincts. Don't be afraid to, to, to do mistakes and just try. I mean, that's what, I, that's what my musical journey has been about, just trial and error. And after a while, you start figuring out what you like and what you don't like, and then you just go with it, you know. Excellent, because one of the things I still admire about you is that passion that really drives you and your passion for perfection. And that is what I truly adore and love about you. And my other question is, would you ever record a Christmas CD? That would be fantastic. Have you ever thought about that? You know, I have. And actually, I'll tell you a little secret. I almost released a little Christmas, a little EP um, last fall. Um, I, I don't want to give it away right yet now because I'm, I'm kind of, I have that thing in mind and I'm working on some stuff, but I was so busy with the Fritz and I's project, so I never put it out. But I have been doing some arrangements that I'm really excited about on um, different Christmas songs. So maybe if I could find the time, I could release something in this uh, this year sometime or maybe for next year. So 
definitely there's a Christmas album in the works for sure. Sounds fantastic to me, mm-hmm. and um, it's a pleasure talking with you. Thank I'm, you for I'm calling. It's always appreciated. You're certainly welcome. I'm also loving for tonight, and I think that is truly your masterpiece after all. And one of Thank my you. favorite songs of you of all time has always been from VIP in motion, and that's a truly beautiful piece you have created, and I think that's what made me think that was your signature piece. Thank you, Shirley. I appreciate that. You're Thanks. You're certainly welcome. Enjoy the rest of the interview, and I will be listening on. Thank you so very much for your time, Mr. Fristan. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you. You're certainly welcome. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Next the up. Fans love Jordan Fristan. <laughs> yes. Next up, area code 865. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hey, good afternoon, John. This is Mike from Tennessee. How are you doing today? Hi, Mike. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Hey, listen, I've been a big fan for a long time, even going back to the, the times of Lovebirds and your first CD. And you know, one thing that always catches me, Jonathan, about your songs is they always, not all of them, but a lot of them have such a really simple and sweet, catchy tune and melody to them as, as kind of the base of the song. And I'm just curious, kind of similar to what the last caller just said, in terms of your inspiration and how you're writing songs, you tend to find or look for that simple melody and that really catchy tune and then sort of just build upon that? Or do you just sort of experiment and just find that simple tune after sort of working through a lot of different songs and arrangements and, and things of that nature? Because I just I find your songs just so melodic. You know, the smooth jazz component and the improvisation side is so great, but that, that simple bass melody just seems to stand out in a lot of your songs. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, really cool. Thank you very much, Mike. So, yeah, you know, I would say, kind of like I, I mentioned earlier on the show, that I would sit and write, like, for Fritz and I, I'm probably guessing out of the 10 songs that made the record, I had between, I maybe had between, like, 30 to 40 songs that were more or less finished or, you know, different ideas. And I just write a lot of stuff and try things. And usually I would write something and I would you know, go go and have lunch or play a good game of tennis or something that I really enjoy. And I would come back a couple hours later and I would listen to these ideas. And I'm usually what I usually my what happens if a song gets gets on the record or not is if I feel like this, the the um, the song or the idea is, is is emotionally moving me, then I'm hoping that it's going to move other people as well. So I would listen back and if I get that instant kind of like feeling that this is, you know, something is, is moving me emotionally, usually that's a sign that I would continue building on that song, and that's kind of like the process until eventually I figure out which songs will be on the record. That's, that's so neat. And, and to anybody out there, if you've ever seen Jonathan play live, it's just we got to see Jonathan at the Seabreeze Festival down in Panama City uh, last year, and it was just a real treat to see the, mm-hmm. the high energy that you bring to a live performance. It just, it was really impressive, so... Thank you for that, and I wish you all the luck on your new CD. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. I think a good, I think a good example uh, of what Mike was talking about is the song "Magical." That song just, I mean, it hits everything that Mike is talking about. Magical, yeah. Definitely. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah I just, definitely. you know, like I told Kyle on the show that I wrote that song. Did the, the um, Maybe I'll maybe I'll post that online here. The very first demo for that, um, I just wrote on a little 
it wasn't even a full piano. It was like a very small mini piano with horrible sound. And I almost kind of wrote it as a ballad, but I just kind of had that simple, very, the simple melody that, that, that came from that. And then we added, you know, the, uh, the distorted guitars and the and the contemporary grooves and the bass to it and it became something else but just kind of starting out really simple at the piano just figuring out the melody mm. definitely check that if you have not heard that song magical it is on his last release called magical and boney james is doing a saxophone on that that's a great song yeah really nice song all right thanks again for your call mike i appreciate it Okay, so Jonathan, the next song I want to play is called Kiss Goodbye. This is such a beautiful song. Tell me about this one. Uh, well, I think this song has a different vibe to it than other songs I've done in the past. Um, I think kind of like the open feel, uh, so to speak, and it is inspired by driving from Los Angeles to Vegas, actually. And I'm sure mm -hmm. you've done that a thousand times, Terry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, then you know... When you're kind of driving there, I mean, you're just driving and there's these big endless deserts and, you know, with the tall mountains and, and that kind of openness and the, uh, the environment there. I think that kind of inspired the, uh, the feeling to this song. And I just titled it Kiss Goodbye. And I think the title can be interpreted to about facing that you have to leave something so you can move on and it can hurt, but you just kind of have to do it. So here comes... A kiss goodbye. All right.
absolutely beautiful. I love that song. That was called Kiss Goodbye from Jonathan Fritzen's new CD, Fritzen Eyes. Oh, love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, who's doing the background vocals on that? Well, you can actually hear me singing a little, <laughs> very <laughs> vaguely. I'm supporting, mm-hmm. and I'm actually supporting. Um, I'm supporting my wife, Cami, who's singing on that one. I didn't know you were married. Well, now oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. Okay. So, right. so she is singing background vocals in there, and for those. Listeners who don't know know it, I'm a, my nationality is Swedish American, so I grew up with a Swedish mother and an American father. So, I, but on this this song, since it's titled "A Kiss Goodbye," um, we're actually singing the word "goodbye" in Swedish, which is "Hey Doa." So, if you listen very carefully, we're we're singing uh, the word "Hey Doa," which is "goodbye" in Swedish. And so I thought that would be a, like a cool thing to put it in there. And also, another little secret thing about that song is if you listen carefully in the ending, you can actually hear the main melody on another song on the record called Enchantment, mm-hmm. which is going, it's, the melody to Enchantment is kind of like a background thing when we, on top of us singing. So I kind of worked with this project in the way that I was kind of taking things from one song and putting it to another song and just kind of, you know, trying to make the album sound like a whole album, even though it has a lot of different flavors, I still wanted a feel of a musical journey on this one. Okay. Okay. Well, it's a beautiful song. Just Well, maybe that may be the next title for your next CD, uh, Journey. Seems like that's like the third or fourth time we've used that word this, um, this time, you know, this show, Mm -hmm. Journey. Hey, yeah. Mike, I'll, I'll keep you. that in mind for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. So now, um, Jonathan mentioned that he is uh, in Sweden. He is actually calling us from Sweden. Sweden, And um, I'm hoping that Aliante will bring you back this summer for their summer jazz series. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about, I think, doing something there again, doing like oh, actually in the theater there. Because I know they have a beautiful theater there as well. Yes, yes, the Access Showroom. Yes, okay. So we're right now working on, you know, the tour dates for me, and we're planning everything. And I'm very happy to say that we're going to be doing a lot of fun shows this year. Both, I got a lot of solo shows coming up, and I'm also doing some shows together with my touring companion, Mr. Vincent Ngala. You guys know him, an incredible saxophone player. And we spent last year on the road together and we did a lot of shows in the States. We did the East Coast, and we did the West Coast. And we also, what else do we do? We played, in, we played in London. We played in Stockholm. And we're going to be doing some more things together this year as well. So okay. and Great. a lot of new dates are going to be posted soon online. So, you know, keep checking my website, jonathanfritzen.com. And, of course, I try to post some things on Facebook as well as much as possible. So Yes. And... And I'm really excited about just taking a lot of these songs and performing them live. And because I always like to make them a little different than the record version and just kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, let them grow, let a song take its own life, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We got to find a way to get you up here to the DC um, 
uh, Virginia, uh, Baltimore area, Jonathan. I like I've, I've, I've saw, I actually met Jonathan uh, down in Charlotte, Terry. Uh, I don't know. I, I told you that before, but yeah, we met at um, what was it, Tammy Green's event down there? And no, it was actually it was in South Carolina. Yeah, we met mm-hmm. in South Carolina, uh, Low Country. We met there and everything. Oh, so, uh, the like Low that. Country Jazz Festival. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes, we met there at the Low Country Jazz Festival for the first time, but we definitely have to get you closer up, up a little further north, like the D.C., Baltimore, uh, Virginia, somewhere up here. Well, I know I can tell you right away. I can't officially announce some of my tour dates, unfortunately, but I know I'm going to be in that area in in September. Okay. All right. I guess so I can try to figure I, that as out. As soon as I can be official <laughs> with that, I'll let you know for sure. Okay, cool. I'll, and I will definitely be there. That's awesome, Mike. Appreciate yeah. all you guys have done for me. Yeah, you know that. You know, you, hey, you know we got your back, man. Whenever we can come uh, out to see you, we'll definitely come out to see you. Mm-hmm. Boy, I was really so happy that you, you know, I was really happy that you were here last year at Aliante. I was thrilled to death. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, that was, so. a, that was fun. And the crazy thing was that I, I had such a great time. I think my show there in Vegas was on, uh, let me see, it was on Thursday, maybe a Thursday night? Thursday night, yes. Yes. So, and then I had the weekend off. So I decided I was going to stay in Vegas a couple nights and I had a really nice hotel, you know, right down by the strip. And I just said, I was going to do, you know, party and, and do, you know, just have like a real fun weekend in Vegas. But after the show, I was so beat up. So I was just like lying in my hotel room the entire weekend and ordering room service. And I was just watching nature movies. I mean, that's all I could do. <laughs> I was just feeling so beat up and I was jet lagged and a bit sick. So I missed that incredible weekend I was hoping for in Vegas, but we had a great show there. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. good. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it was a good show. It was a really good show. Now, now, Jonathan, I, I wanted to ask you uh, about the um, Nine Mile Road release on Woodward Avenues. Uh, how did that come about? And uh, tell us about your contribution to to this uh, project. Were you thinking about the song Friday Night? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so um, let me see. In between my third and fourth record, um, in between Diamonds and in between Magical, I did a single called Friday Night for Woodward Avenue Records. And um, that song, a couple years later, I think ended up on a compilation CD that the label did called Nine Mile Road. Mm-hmm. And that was a fun project to do. That song, a lot of people like, like that song. It, I usually do a lot of my shows. It's kind of like a very old school kind of jammy um, vibe to it. So... That was a great collaboration. We did that one song together, and um, we haven't done anything more. Um, but yeah, that was it was a cool thing to do. Friday night. Cool. Okay. And, see, I didn't know that. I, I thought it was like new because you said that that you know that was made in between your third and fourth CD. So I, I, I thought that they just released it what last year, Terry? Yeah, I think last year they just released yeah. that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay, cool. Um, and I also want to mention that there is a YouTube video for the new single, um, A New Beginning. You can see that. I posted that on my Facebook page um, for that new video. Will you be doing more videos for the CD? Yes, we are definitely. You know, I, um, 
I become so interested like in a lot of visual arts like photography and and movie stuff because mm-hmm. like you know like when I relax um sometimes I, I don't watch a lot of TV and I would rather sometimes you know it's always nice I like watching movies I love watching movies but sometimes I want to kind of relax but I still kind of want to keep the creative juices going so I just got a really nice camera so I you know I will go out in the woods and take pictures <laughs> or I'll just you know try doing some, you know some movies just just kind of for fun you know but so when we were going to make the um the Fritz and I's the entire thing we were kind of thinking of you know why not just make a couple videos so the video blog thing happened and also like you mentioned we made the first um video to the first single and that was a lot of fun doing that but it took so long time you can't imagine making a music video i mean that's like a bigger project than making like a whole album because first of all when you film it you have to relearn you have to relearn what you recorded because like when you record jazz, I mean, it turns out a little bit different every time you record something on the record. So it's not like you have exactly figured out where you're going to play. So since it's a bit different and, you know, the solos are improvised, I improvise all my solos. I spent like three, four days just kind of relearning what I actually played, you know, for the video. So I can, you know, shoot it so it so it actually looks like I'm really, you know, playing it live when you see it. And secondly, when you're making a video, I think we took we played the song, you know, like twenty times over. And he would film me I think he filmed like forty up to forty different angles, you know, so and then you edit all that. So it's it's a much bigger project than you can imagine. And, and but it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing that. So more videos are to come for sure. Very cool. Oh, and, and and you know I laughed because uh, you mentioned that you purchased a uh, camera and you just go out and just take pictures. And I laughed because I bought a camera myself, and that's the thing I do now. I just find oh. stuff to take pictures of. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you know, think you know how through. much fun it is. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's creative and it's relaxing. And and you know, I I don't look at taking pictures or movies or painting or whatever. It's all it's all creative and it's the same kind of. I think it's the same kind of mindset. So it's mm-hmm. um, it's always nice to have different creative hobbies. It's it's good for you, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now um, Peggy called earlier and she mentioned that she wrote a review on Amazon.com regarding Fritz and I. She gave it five stars. And I just want to read a little bit of that review. Um, she starts off by saying, and the hits just keep on coming. Once you listen to a Fritzen album, his creations cast a spell that has you hooked for life. His expressions not only enthrall and entertain, but let you feel just how passionate he is about what he does. And the creative album cover covers hint at how much fun he has at work. If you have never heard his music, I highly recommend you give this a try. Once you hear, hear an album, doesn't matter which one, you will definitely want to buy all of the rest. And that is just part of what she wrote on Amazon.com. And you got a lot of... Um, you have some other reviews here as well. A lot of five stars as well, Jonathan. So kudos to you for that. Wow. You know, and that, that means 
that means so much hearing. And, you know, I, I have to, uh, it, it, it's, it's so nice hearing those because to me, you know, when people write that and they tell me that, I just hope, you know, that my music, you know, affects people's lives, you know, to the better. And I feel like the more I grow as a musician and as a human being, I just hope, you know, my music serves a purpose beyond just being music and that, you know, hopefully that when people listen to it, they just, you know, come out a bit different on the other end and, 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 and I, and when you, I get sometimes emails from people that have been through like a very hard time and they heard one particular song at a particular point in their life and uh, they said that it, it totally changed them. And that's, that's really, um, that is a true motivational factor for me to continue to do what I do. And it's just so nice hearing that. And it really pushes me to continue just to write good songs and tour and, and you know, try to spread the love through music. Yes, definitely. All right, I want to close the show with another well, song. Go ahead. Well, well, I got, I got just a couple more things. Uh, one, okay. I wanted to ask Jonathan about basically when you first started on this journey on with the um, the VIP album and you know your debut album and everything like that. Did you think that you would be uh, where you are? Did you think that you would have such a uh, an effect on uh, such such an effect on American fans because you know you were from Switzerland. And, you know, primarily, you know, people in, in America really didn't know of Jonathan Christian. But like the young lady said, once she heard it, she became a fan. But did you think that you would have such a, such a, um, a following? And would, did you think that you would be where you are now as far as uh, musically? And, and, you know, the fans are concerned. Um, no, you know, I, I wasn't thinking at all when I just started. My very first album was my, actually, my graduation project in, in high school. I mean, in high school, wow, that, that had been a long time ago. In college, <laughs> when I went to the Royal Academy of Music in, in, in Stockholm, that was kind of my project. I just wanted to make an album where I wrote everything, and I, you know, I played all the different instruments on it. So it was just kind of a project where I wanted to um, try, try, try something new, creative, that I hadn't done before. And I, I had no idea what to expect. And thankfully for me, the response was good. And, and I had such a fun time doing that. So I said, you know, why not just make another album? So, so VIP came like, you know, nine months later. And, and it kind of just, you know, escalated from there. And I've been do, I was making like an album a year first. And the response was just coming in great. And I was just like really enjoying it. And so it, it just has been, you know, a very nice journey for me and and you know like I said it, it's very re rewarding as a musician when when you get that response from people that they are affected by the music in a positive way and it's been just so much fun for me you know to playing had a chance to play with so many of my childhood idols I've learned so much from them and you know what music is about and what creative is you know just so it's it's, been, it's just been a wonderful journey cool okay so. And the next thing I wanted to ask you, I know Terry, we run out of time, but um, I don't know if Terry is going to be playing, uh, which songs going to be playing, but J Juicy, uh, not just, but the um, Funky Night, you used a loop from uh, Juicy and everything, an old R&B song, which actually was uh, turned into a rap song as well, that is mo one of the most sampled beats, drum beats in, like, music, period. So you used that. So how did, how did that come about? When you, you listen to some rap, or how did that come about? Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to, I, especially in my teens, I was listening to tons of rap music. 
And I remember I heard that group first with them. I think it was in Notorious B.I.G. Right. Um, and he used he also sampled that groove from uh, the original. So I've always loved that beat. And you know, same thing like with the guacamole song, um, with the reggaeton beat. I've always had that beat in my mind, and like maybe I want to do something with it, and I just need to find the perfect timing. And the same thing went for this beat on the uh, the Funky Night song, the, uh, the inspired by the Juicy Fruit thing. And I just kind of felt that this would be very cool to do, and kind of put my own twist to it and modify it a little. So, so that's kind of how that thing came about. So yes. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe I will close with that then. A funky night. Definitely. It's always a funky night. All right. Well, Jonathan, we love you. I cannot wait to see you again, Um, hopefully here in Vegas, but um, if not someplace else, congratulations again on this new release. Thank you, guys. And I hope to see you both in Vegas and the D.C. area soon. I will for sure. And it's always a pleasure once again to be on the show. And thank you guys for everything you do for this type of music. I mean, it's just like... um, we're all in it together because we we love the music and that's what it's about that's right that's right all right well thank you again um you can find jonathan's music on jonathanfritzen.com follow him on twitter at jonathan fritzen and on instagram at jonathan fritzen music um as well all right. All right, Mike. Um, we have a little, about three minutes left. So I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye. Um, thank you all for tuning in and listening. You've been listening to the uh, Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. This is a funky night. Thanks again, Jonathan. Thanks.
thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.